It's time for Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean, with you each week exploring the world of spirituality, comparative religion, and books. East and West. This week's program is part one in an installment exploring the Padavali of Maharishi Mehi Paramhans, the mystic verses, poetry, and music of the Padavali. You'll hear some verses of Padavali being sung in Hindi by Madhulata Arya. In a bit, I'll give you some background on Maharishi Mehi, the Sant tradition of India, and his guru and his guru's guru, and his guru's guru's guru, going back a few generations. And I'll share with you in English these mystic verses, these wonderful verses of Maharishi Mehi on this week's Spiritual Awakening. Maharishi Mehi Paramhans is revered as a great saint or saint or master in the Sant Mat tradition of India. He made an in-depth study of the Vedas, Upanishads, Bhagavad Gita, Bible, different sutras of Buddhism, the Quran, the writings of the Sants of India. And from this assessed that the essential teachings contained in all of these is one and the same. Mehi was a direct disciple of Baba Devi Sahib of Muradabad in Uttar Pradesh, India, who had special blessings of Sant Tulsi Sahib of Hathras, also in Uttar Pradesh. Maharishi Mehi Paramhans was born in Bihar on Tuesday, April 28, 1885. He was named at birth with the name Ram Anugralal. Later, he was given the name Mehi, which means sharp or subtle. From a very early age, he was a seeker of truth and had an intense thirst for knowledge. His spiritual search finally led him to the feet of his teacher, Baba Devi Sahib, in 1909. As directed by his teacher, Maharishi Mehi, spent many years in intense meditation. Deeply content with the teachings of Santmat, the way of the saints, Maharishi Mehi followed Baba Devi Sahib and his teachings. Baba Devi Sahib was very pleased by the devotion and spiritual discipline of Maharishi Mehi. Maharishi Mehi visited his guru in 1915 and again in 1918, each time spending months with his master. However, during the visit in 1918, he found his guru to be losing interest in the outer world. Baba Devi Sahib frequently was in a meditative state and often did not seem to be conscious of his body. Upon his return to Dahara, a small village in Bihar, Maharishi Mehi received a letter from a close disciple of Baba Devi Sahib saying, Our great master is ready to leave us forever due to his illness, unquote. A few days later, he received another letter stating that the great master, Baba Devi Sahib, has left his material body, and that was on January 19, 1919. The final words of Baba Devi Sahib to his disciples were the following, This world is illusion. Death and birth are inevitable. Meditate. Maharishi Mehi was devastated after receiving word concerning his beloved master's passing. After the passing of his spiritual master, Baba Devi Sahib, Maharishi Mehi maintained his discipline of long meditations for many months. 
It is said that Lord Buddha did rigorous meditation for the attainment of nirvana. Maharishi Mehi, like Lord Buddha, did intense meditation, staying in a secluded cave near the village of Dahara. After these intense meditations, his face was radiant with a divine luminosity. However, his body had become frail and ashen. Within a few months, he regained his strength and began a search for an isolated place suitable for his practice. At last, after seeing the caves of Bhagalpur, which are situated, situated on the banks of the holy river Ganges, his heart was delighted. Maharishi Mehi, in the solitude of these caves, practiced intensely the yoga of sound, Surichabd yoga meditation. After meditating resolutely from March of 1933 to November of 1934, Maharishi Mehi attained self-knowledge, liberation. A great Indian scholar and writer writes in his book, Tradition of the Indian Sants, as a result of intense and diligent practice of yoga, Maharishi Mehi's mind became still and he attained the complete realization of the Sant Mat, or the teachings of Baba Devi Sahab, unquote. Maharishi Mehi, after attaining the knowledge of the Supreme Sovereign, or God, the ultimate goal of human life, engaged himself in teaching the path of Sant Mat. Maharishi Mehi spread the teachings of God-realization from the villages of Bihar and Nepal to the principal cities of various states of India. He wrote many books which contain the knowledge about Vedas, Upanishads, and Bhagavad Gita. In addition, he wrote on the Santmat tradition as well as upon his own experiences while following the way of the saints, Santmat. The Maharishi Mehi Ashram in Kapagat Bhagalpur was built in 1960 and is the center for the study of this spiritual path. Maharishi Mehi departed from this material plane in 1986. He lived to be over a century, over a hundred years of age, leaving behind Sri Sant Seviji Maharaj, uh, his close disciple, to continue the teachings of Sant Mat. Sri Sant Seviji Maharaj carried on the task of spreading the light of Sant Mat in the far corners. And of course, we know that Maharishi Mehi Paramahans had many spiritual successors, and this uh, Maharishi Mehi branch of the Sant tradition has grown. Uh, there are several hundred ashrams in various parts of India, especially in northern India, and also uh, in Nepal. And uh, there's some travels uh, to, even to southern India by one of the successors in the tradition uh, founded by Maharishi Mehi Paramahans. Maharishi Mehi wrote many books, composed many hymns. You'll get to hear some of those today from the Padavali of Maharishi Mehi. Online is uploaded a book called Philosophy of Liberation by Maharishi Mehi Paramahans, a very deep manual of Sant Mat spirituality, which I certainly highly recommend to anyone, no matter what your path is or what particular master you've taken initiation from or diksha into meditation practice. It's a wonderful text or primer about the Sant tradition. And like the name Mehi suggests, it is very sharp, very subtle, very detailed, uh, 
very precise with lots of details and information, a complete overview of the Sant tradition of India. Indeed, what a beautiful book. So many books. One of the specialties of Maharishi Mahi was to reconcile Hinduism with the Sant tradition. Other Sants went in other directions, uh, uh, like some Sufi counterparts, uh, very isolated from Hinduism. But Maharishi Mahi actually went in the opposite direction and pointed out the universal teachings. He kind of did in in uh, the Hindu tradition what Gnostic masters in the West did with the Old Testament, uh, and, and that is to find the the essence, the spiritual essence of truth, and to focus on it, to focus on the God above God, the esoteric tradition, the subtle teachings, the meditation practice, attaining the divine light and sound and ascending through the heavenly realms. So he did very much to Hinduism what Gnostics did with uh, Greek teachings, Old Testament, uh, Hermes, Trismegistus, uh, in, in the Western world, to find that gold, the gems embedded in the mud, to focus on the esoteric inner meaning of mysticism and spirituality, the, the essence, the spiritual essence. And um, in Maharishi Mahi's writings, he quoted uh, many passages from Hindu scriptures, pointing out uh, the formless God, uh, inner lights, inner sound, meditation, ascension through the inner regions. He quoted from many Upanishads, the Bhagavad Gita, finding all of those teachings present in most all of the various Hindu scriptures. I want to share with you a hymn sung by Madhulata Arya featuring the first hymn of the Padavali.
Madhulata Arya, singing the first hymn of the Book of Padavali, the first hymn of Maharishi Mehi Pamhans. It's very peaceful. You may not know Hindi, but may enjoy the peaceful sound of that hymn. In the background was playing an Indian instrument known as the tambura or tampura. And now for the words of that hymn, Padavali hymn number one on this satsang edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio. The Supreme Sovereign is beyond perishable and imperishable nature. He is beyond conscious and unconscious realms of nature. He is beyond qualified manifest and unqualified manifest. He is beyond truth, falsehood, mind, intellect, words, triad attributes of nature and the five senses. He is beyond the law of dynamics. He is beyond all conflicts, beyond all dualism, deceptions, and impairment. He is beyond relativism and the marked identity of knower, known, and knowledge. He is above all actions. He is above time and the maze of the world. He is unique, free from disease, extremely pure and not reclining on the, res- on the support of any other. The real controller being boundless, sustaining all. He is beyond you and I and the primal Om. He is beyond the state of existence, knowledge, bliss. Being infinite, he pervades and is all-pervading. But he is beyond that extension as well. Even the golden light that creates billions with their limitations is smaller than the Lord of all, the Lord of the whole universe. Grasping the quintessential sound and bereft of all coverings, come and meet him. May he praise to the Satguru for extending his helping hand so that he may, with his grace, with his favors, cross the barriers of the world. Some commentary on these verses, which may contain teachings that many in the Western world, indeed the Eastern world as well, may not be acquainted with. The view of the Sant tradition is the supreme being, supreme sovereign God, is beyond time, is ikal, or timeless, beyond kal, beyond this place where time exists. The supreme being is considered narguna, that is, formless, that there is 
no form to God, except, of course, you and I, or any incarnation of God, or manifestation of the Supreme Being, or any spiritual uh, master who is beyond ego, is acting as a, a, a co-worker or channel of the Supreme Being, uh, that uh, co-worker, that satguru or sadguru, that teacher, is acting as a kind of form of God in the world. Indeed, we are all forms of God. We are all souls that have incarnated into bodies. Uh, why doesn't God do anything about it? Well, we are the hands and feet of the Supreme Being in this plane of existence, in this plane of creation. So Narguna Bhakti is the theology of this school of sants, the sant tradition of India. The formless God, love and devotion to the formless supreme sovereign God, beyond duality, beyond the world of form, beyond time, beyond space, and yet somehow at the same time within. This is the true essence of life within everything. If you go beyond the coverings material, astral, causal, mental coverings at the heart of everything, that the nature, the nature of everything, uh, at the heart of everything is the supreme being. So within and yet transcendent, beyond this plane of existence. The name of the program is Spiritual Awakening Radio, this week exploring the teachings of Maharishi Mehi Paramhans. The hymns, the mystic verses, the poetry of the Book of Padavali. Stay tuned for more after this break. This week on Spiritual Awakening Radio, a satsang format of hymns and commentary. I want to share with you hymn number two of the Padavali of Maharishi Mehi Paramhans, this is praise to the saints, hail to the saints, the Narguna Bhakti saints of India. Thank you. 
Hail to the saints. Hail to the saints. Great praise to all the saints. In which manner will one pray to them? My mind is so very unclean and inexperienced. Saints, being destroyers of sorrows, do away with worldly traps. They are the treasure troves of knowledge and meditation, highly proficient in the techniques of single-minded concentration and the yoga of sound. They propagate the same in plain language all over the world. Great are the sages and saints like Buddha, Shankar, Ramanand. Sacrifice to the magnificent saints, such as Kabir, Guru Nanak, Goswami Tulsi Das, and Tulsi Sahib, Dadu, Sundardas, Surdas, Ravidas, Jagjawansa, Paltu Sahib. They are all great benefactors delivering human beings from the fears of the world. Sadguru Devi, Baba Devi Sahib, and other saints are also highly adorable. Maharishi Mehi sings their magnificence and lies prostrate at their sacred feet with faith and love. Welcome back to Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean with you every week at this time, exploring the world of spirituality, comparative religion, and books, East and West. This week my focus is the poetry, the mystic verses, the hymns, of Maharishi Mehi Paramhans from Padavali, his Padavali. Before the break, I shared with you the second hymn of the Padavali, Hail to the Sants, Hail to the Saints of India. And even listening to the Hindi part being sung, occasionally you would hear the name of a famous sage in the history of India. And so I thought I would share with you a little bit of background on the use of this term, Sant Mat, on the usage of the term Sant Mat and the Sant Tulsi Sahib connection from an article soon to be published. Very much like Buddhism or Sufism are terms used by many to refer to any number of organizations or spiritual paths. Sant Mat is a fairly widely used general term for a certain kind of Eastern spirituality. Gnosticism or mysticism. Even as there are hundreds of Sufi orders and diverse forms of Hinduism, there are millions of people in satsangs, thousands of ashrams, and scores of teachers or organizations in and outside of India that describe themselves with the label Santmat. Santmat means the teachings or mat of the saints or sages or path of the masters. In India, it's common knowledge that the term Santmat was coined, or at least adapted, by Param Sant Tulsi Sahib of Hathras, India, during the 19th century. Santmat was adopted and popularized by Tulsi Sahib as a new name for this spiritual school, or genre of mysticism. But the Sant tradition, with its many guru lineages or branches, is a spiritual movement that dates back, actually, many centuries to ancient India. Sants or saints of antiquity long before the time of Kabir, considered to be one of the heavyweight masters or founding gurus of Santmat. It's unknown who the very first Sant was in ancient times. There are references 
in Krishna or Vaishnava texts to Sants. A few of the Rishi sages who authored certain Upanishads pertaining to the formless God, inner light and sound meditation, some dating back many centuries BCE, also seem to be at the same level as Sants. In somewhat more recent times, in some circles, Garaknath, a 10th century not-yogi, is considered to be a saint. Garaknath did indeed teach Surat Shabd Yoga, the yoga of sound. Otherwise, the first masters formally called saints that are usually mentioned by most are the 12th century poet Jayadeva, author of the Gita Govinda, which I have on CD, by the way. It's a very beautiful uh, text, which also can be sung, as many world scriptures are. They're, they're music at the same time. You can read them as poetry or psalms. Uh, Vish, uh, the uh, teacher Jayadeva, author of the Gita Govinda. Also, Vishoba Keshar, who was Sant Namdev's spiritual master. Those are some of the earliest uh, officially named Sants. Vishoba Keshar and Jayadeva, author and composer of Gita Govinda. Sant Tulsi Sahib of Hathras, India, was of the opinion that the Sant movement dates back to the time of Krishna, thousands of years ago, that Krishna knew of Sants during his day, the age of the Bhagavad Gita and Upanishads. Sants are mentioned in some of these Vaishnava texts and other Hindu scriptures, as I mentioned. One is called the Bhagavad Purana. Such individuals, I'm quoting here, such individuals who have achieved the unity of Atman, or soul, and Paramatman, supreme soul, or God, are known as Sants. According to the Bhagavad Purana, there is no one greater than a Sant in the eyes of the Divine. Lord Krishna says to his disciple, All devotees like you are very dear to me. They are dearer to me, they are dearer to me than Lord Brahma my brother, Baal Ram, goddess, Lakshmi, and even my own soul. Therefore I walk behind these saints, hoping that the dust arising from their holy feet would touch my body and purify me. A passage from a Hindu scripture quoted by Swami Vyasanand Ji Maharaj in his new book, The Inward Journey of the Soul. One of several references I found lately to saints in Vaishnava, Krishna, and other Hindu scriptures uh, that seem to say that in ancient times, long before Vishobar, Keshar, Sant Namdev, and Guru Kabir, long before the not yogis, there were saints in ancient India. The disciple. John Gopal, disciple of Sant Dadu Dayal of Rajasthan, once said, There is no end to the number of saints or saints who appeared in the epochs of Satrita, Dwapar, and Kali Yuga. I sing of the celebrated one I have heard of, his own teacher, he is speaking of there, Dadu Dayal, and bow my head to all the others. Countless are the saints, countless are the saints and Satgurus. Commonly used words like Sant, Sat, and Mat, with their roots in Sanskrit, are found in the literature of many spiritual paths originating in India. Sant Mat is a single word referring to the eff efficacy of following the teachings of Sants does turn up on a couple of occasions in Sant literature, 
during the centuries prior to the time of Tulsi Sahib of Hathras. It's present in a few verses of Kabir, and at least one verse of a poem of Sant Tulsi Das. Clearly, however, Sant Mat, as a universal name or label for this school of spirituality or Sant tradition, begins with Tulsi Sahib during the 19th century in Hathras, and now has been embraced by millions of souls in scores of paths based in India who refer to themselves, referring to the teachings that they give as Santmat, the teachings of the saints. Coming up after the break, uh, a bit more on this origin of the term Santmat and the characteristics of Sant spirituality, meditation, mysticism. The name of the program is Spiritual Awakening Radio. After the break, more. Stay tuned. One thing that all factions agree upon is that Sant Tulsi Sahib of Hathras consolidated the teachings of the Narguna Bhakti, devotion to the formless God, the formless, timeless God, expounded the path of Surat Shabd Yoga, the yoga of inner sound meditation, and was largely responsible for the popular usage of the term Sant Mat. His teachings are embodied in books like Gat Brahmayan, Ratan Segar, and Shabdavali. That's a quote from the Radhaswami tradition, a critical history of guru successorship by David Christopher Lane, published by Garland Publishing in 1992. And another scholarly quote, Tulsi Sahib, a sant of Hathras from the 19th century, recognized that sants drew upon the teachings of other sant figures as spiritual resources. Pointing out the common spiritual roots, he identified this movement as a coherent religious tradition, which he called Sant Mat, simply meaning a Sant faith. That's a passage from Andrea Diem Lane from the book The Gnostic Mystery, a connection between ancient and modern mysticism, published by Mount San Antonio College Press, Walnut, California. And yes, David and Andrea Lane are related. You might say they're husband and wife and both scholars who have written about Sant Mat and the Radhaswami tradition. This is from Sant Tulsi Sahib of Hathras, India, the guru of the gurus, the master of the masters, a kind of modern-day Adi guru or founding guru of all the well-known Sant lineages. The principles and tenets of Sant Mat are one and the same, only there is a difference in terminology since the same principles have been stated using different names, you become confused and do not understand them. Sat Sahib, that is, Sat Purush, the Supreme Being, has been described as Sat Nam, and Sar Shabd, or True Sound, has been called Anam, or Anami. The name Nargun has been given to Narinjan, a formless lord, and it is the mind which has been called Ram. What Kabir has said has been said by other saints, too. Other saints, other saints, too. Kabir explains Santmat in his own way, other saints in other ways. The religion of all those who have gained access within is one and the same. Those who lack true understanding adhere to dogmas and blind beliefs. 
Those who have spoken on the basis of inner experiences have sung of the same path for reaching the Supreme Lord. Passage from Sant Tulsi Sahib of Hathras from the book of Ghat Ramayan. Also from Tulsi Sahib, listen, O Pul Das, I have given out the same true secrets which saints like Kabir Sahib, Dadu Sahib, Rai Das, or Ravi Das Sahib, Sant Darya Sahib of Bihar, Guru Nanak, and Surdas Ji, Nabaji, and Mirabai have spoken of. They too have composed similar hymns describing the bliss of the highest spiritual region, whose glory I also have sung, blessed by the grace and the dust of the holy feet of saints. A passage from Sant Tulsi Sahib of Hathras, India, from his spiritual classic known as Ghat Ramayan, or Ghat Ramayana, one of many texts of the Sant tradition. Explaining the origin and usage of the term Sant Mat, how you have this whole galaxy of classic saints of India, and for Tulsi Sahib, uh, he has uh, identified them in their teachings. Uh, inner light and sound, meditation, surat shabd, yoga, union with the Supreme Being by being yoked to the sound which emanates from above as a means of transportation to uh, allow souls to reconnect with the Supreme Being by focusing on the sound of the Supreme Being. Om, word, shabd, let there be, Logos, Tao, Song of the Creator, Audible Life Stream, it's also been called the Sound Current, the Anhad Shabd or Nam, Sar Shabd, Sat Nam, the Cosmic Divine Sound, which takes us back to God again. I want to share with you part of another hymn for a moment or two. And then I'll be back with some final commentary on this week's program. Madhu Lata Arya, singing verses of Padavali, the Padavali of Maharishi Mehi Paramhans, 
Hail to the saints, Kabir, Nanak, Tulsi Das, Tulsi Sahib, Dadu, Sundar Das, Sir Das, Sant Ravi Das, Paltu Sahib. These are all great benefactors delivering human beings from the fear of the world. Hail to the saints. On next week's edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio, more exploration of this this wonderful collection of hymns known as the Padavali, the Padavali of Maharishi Mehi Parmhans. My email address is james at spiritualawakeningradio.com. My website is spiritualawakeningradio.com. Thanks for tuning in. Mm-hmm.